0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hi everyone, this is Christopher, a sexaholic in Utah, and I'm grateful for this opportunity just to able to share a little bit of my story and you know uh, just the, the, I guess just the, throughout the years kind of what my recovery has looked like and, and where things got started I guess you know I grew up in a, a smaller town actually in Utah and uh, grew up in a family with uh, an older sister and two older brothers and you know it was always you know as a kid it always seemed just such a you know a, like a great home uh you know i, I uh, the words i love you were were spoken frequently in my home uh you know I, I my siblings and i we were relatively close uh growing up and of course it was a small town so we did a lot of things together uh you know but later in life as i looked back i i realized you know and, and along with the addiction that you know as our home was seemed to be a, a good place uh we really struggled uh making emotional connections and you know i felt at a very young age i felt you know alone and uh you know at, at times i wasn't even sure why i felt the way i did because you know, I'd hear the words I love you and, and but I it's just the emotional connection just wasn't there. And you know, early on in my youth when I was a teenager, um, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, you know, I discovered masturbation and, you know, I really used that as a as a kid, as a teenager, to really feel the Fill the hole, the void that I felt emotionally. I didn't know that at the time, but it was, you know, it really was. Became kind of a security blanket for me, and uh, you know, so that's what I turned to. And you know, I, what was difficult was, I remember, you know, as a kid, feeling just feeling horrible about it. Uh, you know, there was just something that just didn't feel quite right uh you know that i felt you know i'd feel it would make me feel better at first but then afterward i of course i'd feel guilt and i'd feel some shame and and you know i really struggled with that and i really fought it uh i remember from just the earliest days earliest years of starting you know down this path uh that you know i would try to white knuckle it and I would do, you know, everything I could, you know, in my own power to try to stop myself. And, you know, that never, of course, worked. I always, you know, would always swear off again, you know, that this would be the last time and I, I wouldn't do it again. And, and, you know, of course, I would, you know, then do it again. And throughout the, you know, my youth, uh, you know, sometimes I could make it for longer periods of time just white knuckling it and you know that was just kind of a it was really a part of just my you know part of what i did was you know was masturbation It, it was a secret i always kept it a secret from my family uh you know of course from friends and and uh you know it was interesting because as i got a little bit older as i got into high school i would have i would had girlfriends and and uh but the, I, I never wanted to act out with the girlfriends. Um, in fact, my first girlfriend in high school, I, you know I didn't even kiss for probably a year. And I just felt like I don't know like that you know, I wanted a connection, and I felt like if you know it became physical, then that connection would be, would be gone. And I was always trying to connect with others and I just really struggled to do that so you know i was living this you know really this double life and that you know uh i would act out at home and and you know uh, wherever i could multiple times sometimes a day and uh but then when i was with others you know uh i was i was a completely different person from that standpoint you know and you know that became just really, you know, that secret just I, ate at me for the longest time. And uh, that struggle, and I would try to white knuckle it. And we actually moved from Utah to the south uh, to Georgia when I was 16. And I remember I was desperate at the time. Uh, I just felt like I couldn't, you know, I i, I just couldn't stop. And so I remember writing a note to my dad one day and telling him I had a problem with masturbation and you know and but when when he spoke to me it he just kind of explained that, you know, that was just it was kind of a natural thing and, and uh he I didn't think I, I didn't do a good job obviously the sixteen year old communicating, you know, really that I I the gravity that i felt that you know to me it seemed like a bigger problem than just a natural thing happening and but you know that was really my first time reaching out and trying to uh you know make a connection and and trying to get some help and you know nothing really come of came of that and so i continued you know to try to white knuckle and fight it and uh of course you know with never really be able to overcome and and uh you know as i continued to get a little bit older you know i i remember as 18 year old i remember i had a girlfriend and this was the first time i started to act out with a a girlfriend and and uh there was a time though even that i felt so horrible uh because i just i felt like i just wasn't worth anything uh and in desperation, I actually told her that I had a problem, and uh, I, I was just trying to, you know, reach out and trying to find someone to help me. And and uh, you know, I of course I caught her completely off guard, and she didn't know what to say or do. And and uh, you know, I I after that, I didn't uh, really ever bring it up again with her, and we. Ended up going our separate ways, and there would be times where I'd make make it, you know, for six months or so of white knuckling it, and then I'd go and, you know, go on a binge for weeks at time and at a time, and then I would swear it off and do that again and again, and you know that happened for, you know, uh, for a long time, and I we I ended up getting married uh, early in my twenties. And I thought, fantastic, you know, now I have a spouse and this should, you know, I, I don't have to uh, go out there and, you know, uh, I don't have to, you know, seek satisfaction, seek, feel, feel my lust in other ways. I can be with my wife and, and, uh, you know, for me too, it was, it, so much of it was in my mind. I used the lust in my mind. I I mean, I didn't really have access as a kid to what we'd call pornography. It was really, you know, the the basic, uh, you know, I would get like the, uh, uh, you know, different catalogs or that came shopping catalogs. And I used those uh, to really feed my lust. and. Uh, to be able to uh look at the images there and and then of course I'd hold on to those images in in my mind and that's what I used to to act out with and and so once I got married I you know I thought well great now I I I can do this I've got a a wife and you know I I can uh just you know swear off the lust and 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 that and you, you know that of course did not happen uh it wasn't long uh within our marriage that i you know started to of course uh look at images and and you know go there in my thoughts and lust and and uh you know uh act out and you know i'd masturbate and and i did that for uh you know for years just as we first got married and you know of course the addiction is progressive and uh, it started to progress as you know later on in our marriage uh, I started to you know of course I'd look at uh, other women and and lust after them and and she's uh, it would have been probably about oh seven eight years ago now that I I really I really just became consumed by the addiction and I started to to lust after women more and more and and uh, I ended up going out and uh, going to some massage parlors and seeing some escorts and pushing the boundaries that you know I'd always tell myself this isn't what I will do I won't you know, I'm not going to do this or and but every time it seems like the boundary would get pushed further and further. And, uh, you know, I it truly to me, uh, it was, of course, progressively you know, addictive and cunning and baffling at the same time. And I, there was a time that uh, geez, I was it was probably a two month binge and uh, I was just really lost uh, emotionally, and felt just so miserable. But I continued to go out and act out, and I, uh, as I was, it, it was it, as I was desperate again. I, I felt the desperation. I there were feelings, you know. I struggled with depression as well as a kid, and you know those feelings of depression just came so heavy as i'd go out and act out and i realized uh that you know i started to think that my options were you know bleak you know uh i didn't even know if it was you know i i didn't want to live at the time but uh i i just felt that i i didn't know what to do i was desperate and i actually did what uh, you shouldn't do as an addict. I uh, it was January of I think 2010. I sat my wife down and I told her everything, and which was horrible on, for on my part to lay all that burden on her. And you know, of course, that wasn't the right thing to do on my part and uh, but I was so desperate I was just trying to find help again and our marriage of course was almost destroyed uh, because of it uh, and the pain and and that I had caused but at that point by being able to just let let that out uh, I that was when I began the process of recovery uh, and I started going to my first essay meetings, and that was such a freeing feeling for me as I was able to enter the rooms and and at first, of course, I was scared to share, but as others shared, and I realized that i wasn 't alone and I realized that not only was I not alone but uh, as I would share i wasn 't judged but I still would hold on to some of those secrets. I didn't want to share them completely. I didn't want to open up completely. Uh, I I just felt like, you know, I would be, you know, I just didn't feel like I was worth anything. And so I went to meetings for probably about a year and a half, and I struggled still to. to try to keep sober for a long period of time and uh, you know I still was acting out some not in quite the same ways as prior to you know uh, when I told my wife but uh, there was just one day and that was September 4th 2013 that I had uh, I'd got done with a meeting And I was driving home, and I finally, it took me a year and a half to understand what surrender actually meant. And I realized at that time that I was truly willing to surrender. And what it looked like for me was that I was okay. My relationship with, with God was to the point now that I was okay, I knew that he loved me no matter what, and that it was okay for me to love myself no matter what. And that it really didn't matter what anyone else thought about me or how they looked at me, as long as I knew that he loved me and I knew that I loved myself, that that was enough. And that's all I needed. And at that point, I realized that I was willing to tell anything to anyone about who I was, uh, you know, about all my defects, about all that I'd done, all my acting out, and that's really what, what resulted or started the recovery process where I really was able to get real recovery. And that day was a it was a hard day at the same time because I again my wife had also been she'd been going to S and 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 you know support groups and I had to go home and kind of you know tell her some other things and but she was in a healthier place and I was and 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 we were able to work through it and uh, but that was uh, that was really the key turning point for me was realizing that God loved me no matter what, and that I could love myself no matter what. And once I got to that point is really when I started to get real sobriety. Uh, And I've been sober since that day. And the other key for me uh, through, of course, through SA, through the program was, you know, I I struggled with the whole day-to-time concept. Everything I always thought about was into the future. And, or I'd look at the past and have all the regrets. And, and when I was able to truly take life a day at a time and not let tomorrow impact today or worry about tomorrow, uh, it just has given me such strength and hope hope in that recovery can be lasting as long as I'm willing to take it a day at a time and and so uh, you know emotionally, there's some really hard days of course, with recovery and just with life. but each each time I have hard days, I remind myself that I just have to get through today. or sometimes I just have to get through the next minute and you know I've been able to... Handle my emotions, allow them to feel. Uh, I feel like I've never felt before, thanks to recovery. Sure, there's some days that are very difficult, emotionally hard, but then there's days which are very happy, and I'm so great grateful now that I can feel both of those. Uh, before, of course, I tried to, uh, you know, really numb all the feelings, and and. It's just been such a blessing to be able to really experience uh, the ups and the downs and to have that peace. And, you know, I think, too, another key was I had a, a brother that I shared my addiction with and and he used to tell me, "Well, Christopher, you've got to find something, you know, because I, I just the high from it and the excitement from the addiction, you know, you say, well, you need to find something else that, you know, that's healthy, that gives you excitement and, 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 you know, happiness. And, and so I, I I would try to find healthy avenues to do that. But then I realized, of course, through the program, well, that's not what I'm after. I'm after the serenity. And the only way I, I love the serenity and the peace more than the excitement that the addiction gives. And so now I can't, if I want to go back out there and go after the excitement and the thrill, which of course results in, you know, the depressive feelings, but if I want to go and do that, I have to sacrifice the peace. And to me, I can't do that anymore. I'm, you know, uh, now in recovery, all I can, I love the peace and the serenity so much even when life is hard I still have that inner peace that only comes from sobriety and I just it's now I'm to the point where I can't give that up I just love that more than more than the the addiction and so when I'm having hard days uh, I that's what I always remind myself is that you know what if you. You go back out there for the addiction. You have to give up the peace and serenity, and that has been a real help to me to to remain sober. Uh, so that's where I am today. Is you know I I've learned to deal with my feelings. I learned to not hide from them. Uh, I learned to take it a day at a time uh, to surrender, and you know know that god loves me as i am and as i can become and that it's okay for me to love myself as well and just to take this a day at a time and i'm so grateful for SA. i i really wouldn't be where i am in recovery i wouldn't be recovered without SA and the fellowship and the men and women and their stories and all that i've heard and and uh I'm so grateful for them and for the fellowship because it is, it's, it's felt, it's been a place, it's been a, a, you know, it's been a home for me to be able to go and, and to know that others understand, you know, the, the challenges of, of addiction and, and to be able to share with them. And so I'm very grateful and grateful for the opportunity I've had to share today. Thank you.